and Condon. Ken Miller. Oh, Trent Condon. Score. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Miller and Condon on a Thursday. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller. For the next uh, two hours, talking sports with you as we get back to local programming. Now, right up until, well, 6 o'clock when uh, the white light goes off for Heather and Sean and their day is over. But between now and then, we've got a lot coming up. Of course, Murph and Andy, 1 to 3, and then the drive 3 to 6. Trent and I take you until 1. Here's the BMW Des Moines guest list. Uh, shapes up like this. At the bottom of the hour, we're going to head north to the Twin Cities. Dane Muzzatani covers the Vikings. Uh, keeps an eye on the Twins during the uh, offseason for the St. Paul Pioneer Press. So those two will be on the docket. He's a Gophers grad, so perhaps football comes up uh, as well as uh, one week from today. We will be in day two of Big Ten Media Days in Indianapolis. Uh, so Dane Muzzatani will join us at 1130. Uh, at 12.05, Pete Futek from College Football News is with us. And unfortunately, Cappy had to bail as he was informed last night that his radio, this radio station he works for, ESPN 1000, has a mandatory meeting and everybody is required to attend. So, if Those he, are fun, aren't they? Yeah, right. <laughs> and then not knowing what it's about until the allotted time. Um, but Cappy says if it ends, he'll be with us. If not... Talk to you next Wednesday, so we'll see. Fingers crossed uh, that we do get the cap man as the uh, Cubs. Uh, another win last night. Cubs cards begin a four-game set uh, here this evening at Wrigley Field. Uh, tomorrow, unfortunately, Apple TV for day baseball, but there's plenty of options with the British Open going on. I uh, got underway bright and early. What time did you flip on the USA Network? Uh, well, I watched it on Peacock on a free trial at 12.30. He did. Was that the first tea times? Yeah, that's when it got started, the uh, coverage there. So I had it on. I was up way too late last night. I uh, had to get a podcast in the can for today. And talking about Noah Shannon for my Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. I'll get to that in a minute. I find that strange. But anyways, yeah. Locked that in, had it on the TV, watched some of the opening, and a bunch of guys I had no clue (laughs) who they are. I mean, you you understand I've gotten pretty deep into Yeah, I'll say. But probably last, I wonder if it started in 2020. Because I started to dabble at that point when golf was one of the first things that did mm-hmm, come back. Mm-hmm. And you know me. Mm-hmm. Russian like ping pong. I, yes. Yeah, scratch like your betting itch. I'm, I'm going to guess that's when it was because I always, yeah, I threw a couple bucks on golf. but Now you bet every week. I do. And that's when I started to learn about laddering, mm-hmm. where you pick a guy to win, a top five, top 10, top 20, guys to make, make the cut, top 40, all kinds of things you can do there. I'm sure that's probably where... The addiction started on the golf side of things, and that's what it's turned into. Yeah, I, I uh, get a kick. I have uh, somebody that I know that follows all my picks on the Action Network, and they're looking along. And, and, and mirrors them? They do, and they've been very happy over the last mm-hmm. eight months. Do they bet the same um, amount as you, or are they a little uh, north of that? They're a little north of that, yeah, yeah, which at times can make you a little nervous, too, mm-hmm. but... To each their own. There is no guarantees in the world of betting, and I am certainly not a professional handicapper. But uh, they said, boy, your record's been terrible lately. Well, yeah, because I bet 20 different ways in golf. And your overall record, look, week after week, I'm going to have a lot of of 0 for 5s. I've only hit three guys that have won this year. Well, let's see, 20 tournaments, five guys a week. That's pretty good. 
but your record is going to say that you are sure. three and one hundred. Right. Don't look at that. Look at return on investment. That's exactly right. Look on win percentage, yep. how many units I'm up. Those kind of things. That's what you have to look mm-hmm. at. So. In a way, it's like wheeling a horse. If I wheel a, a put a horse on top with uh-huh. ten others, I know that nine of those tickets are going to be worthless. But the one that is underneath it, I'm going to cash. And if there was a tracking system that said, "Boy, that, that Ken Miller, right? You know, he, he, only, is, he won for nine in that race. Right. He only hits fourteen percent of his bets. Aha! But when you hit a couple of mm-hmm. tries and, mm-hmm. and things like that, all of a sudden, yeah, that is not what you're looking at overall record." You're looking at return on investment. Precisely. And that has been pretty good here lately. But the golf kind of just throws it differently than you look at overall record in Major League Baseball. Another 2-1 and one night last night. Uh, Who did you miss? Two, the Twins. Twins, that's right. You bet against your Twins. Yeah. And when they gave up the home run as Griffin Jacks came in and yeah. served up the two-run yeah, tater, I, I said, well, boy. Yeah, this and he, that was the first home run. He, first home run given up all year, I think. I think, so, yeah. I think that's, uh, that's been really what they good. said. Yeah, Bremer said that. Maeda. I don't know how much you watched last night. He was outstanding. I I saw enough of it to realize that you're not fibbing. He has to work around the edges. Now, he was never a fireballer. Right. But he was Mm 93-94, and now he's Mm 89-90. But that precision that he had last night, he was sharp. And when he gave up the solo home run, you could tell he just missed his spot, and he was really upset with himself on that one. But he was cruising. If they get this Kenta Maeda, coupled with what they have, with Joe Ryan and Sonny Gray and, and a really good rotation... And the bats are starting to heat up they a are. little bit. And you know who else? Because we killed him all. We killed him for two years. <laughs> the and German. I know, I know you've been reluctant to bring him up because you know it's going to end sooner rather than later. Pagan. Howie has been really good. So I saw something last night about him. He is one of well, he has been the worst reliever in baseball uh-huh. with as many innings pitched until as him. this last couple of months. And his velocity is up. How does that happen? A guy that is in his mid thirties. Well, you know what first comes to mind. <laughs> well, yeah, right, right. But a guy that's been with an organization, yes, you go to a new organization, new pitching coach, right. new way to do things, they, different spin rates, different things like that. that those can, things can happen, or maybe you're using a little something different mm-hmm. on the baseball. Mm-hmm. But for an organization you've been with for a couple of years. And been awful. And all of a sudden, you pick up two, three miles an hour mm-hmm. in your mid-30s? That's odd. And it didn't start in April. No, this is right. recent, right. and he's been started like in beginning of June. Trent, he's pitching at an all-star level as of late in, uh, in Pagan, who we're speaking of. He was credited with the win again last night. Then Duran comes in, boy, because what he was the final pitch of the game, a buck four. I saw. No, I didn't see it live. One hundred four point eight. So almost one hundred five miles he an hour. Broke, he broke broke the record that he had Holy set America. earlier this season for fastest pitch in baseball this year. Hmm. 104.8. He had four pitches in the ninth inning that Jesus. were 104 miles an hour. You know what's a really been a huge addition, I think, to baseball broadcasts is the umpire's uh, camera or the catcher, whoever's got it. I think it's the umpire that had. You can just see what major league batters are facing and how quickly they have to. And, and especially when a guy's throwing it over 100 miles an hour. I mean, Araldis Chapman. Right. Good luck. Yeah. When they're on, oh. and they're hitting their spots. Yeah. Even for major leaguers, it can be impossible. Oh, absolutely. And you see that show up time and you time. You know what? You, you, there's a reason. Three out of ten, a lot of times. <laughs> yep. You average that, Get you're you Hall of Fame worthy. Yep. Uh, indeed. All right, so no one Chen, so you got to help me out with this one. Sure. Because I... Look, um, they've kept it very, very tightly under wraps mm-hmm. over in Iowa City. Who are the rumored names? Now, there's a lot of names that are rumored to be out there, but there's been really nothing... 
um, that I've seen that, yeah, that's, he's one of them. Mm-hmm. You know, like, conversely, Iowa State, seemingly by the end of the show on May the 2nd, we had a, a pretty good idea. That's when it broke. Yeah. By the end of our show getting off the air on May the 2nd, we had at least two different people telling us one of the big names that's involved, yes. right? And then the others began to trickle out. And for the most part, there's only been one of them that, um, no, nah, two of them that have been, there's nothing there. Um, but over in Iowa City, conversely, it has been incredibly difficult to get anything that you could, all right, so this guy is one of them. I've got enough people telling me that this guy is indeed on that list. Okay, leave that for what it is. Um, I mean, a couple of people had heard Noah Shannon's name. But why... Would you name Noah Shannon as one of your three invitees to Big Ten Media Days? Ferris had to know. <laughs> you would think so, at right? This point. Yeah. So why would he invite a guy that it could blow up on him while he's in Indianapolis? If indeed it comes to light, both at Iowa State, both at if if it's show and tell day and, and the DCI shows their work while while the Big Ten media days are going on, and one of your players is caught up in this, why would you why would you invite him in the first place? I don't understand the logic behind this. You have to help me. What am I missing? You bring up a really good point because it's it is difficult to come up with a scenario. That Kirk Ferentz didn't know. Precisely. Because that's almost feels like that's what it had to be. But I can't buy that. At this point, a conversation had to be made with all 120 plus guys that are on the roster. Mm -hmm. Every single one of them Mm -hmm. had to have a conversation, I believe, with the head man. Yep. Are you involved? Have you done it before? What can you tell me? Mm -hmm. And Noah Shannon from the press release yesterday from Iowa. Kirk Ferentz commending him for coming forward. Yeah. Made it sound like Ferentz found out yesterday for the first time. I don't believe that. I don't either. The only thing that I could think of is he doesn't want to know. He doesn't want to know. When the NCAA and the DCI investigations are handled, well, first, we got to get the DCI final report from them. But doesn't that make him look worse that you brought a player with you that's, who knows what the suspension is? Let's say it's the worst. Uh, Let's say that he was firing. Um, and he's going to miss significant time. Why in the world, Coach, would you bring him to Indianapolis? Did you right. not know? Yeah. It's it's an awful look. And is. yesterday we're praising Iowa for seemingly <laughs> figuring this whole PR thing out right. by bringing out players and you know making them available to the media in the middle of July, for crying out loud, when we're just crawling out of our skin to get to college football, to have a reason to talk about college football. So twenty, not even 24 hours later, about six hours later, you see this. I'm thinking, good God, why would he name him in the first place? Or there has make, to be an or. I want there to be an or because they can't be stupid. It's not the right word. But, yeah. you know, we'll use that until I think of a different one. That they thought this was going to be out at this point. Mm-hmm. And that it was going to be a slap on the wrist suspension for Noah Shannon. Mm-hmm. It was going to be... He's under the $200 threshold. Well, and even if he wasn't that, even if it... Yeah, you bet a total of $500 last year on the NBA. Yeah. Okay. Again. But, but don't you... Then you put him in a spot where... Are the, 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 what were you we're, betting? Right, when you're sitting around that round table and everybody mm-hmm. from all the different Big Ten schools is That's showing up. That's the question up. every single time. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. I would think that they thought... This would be, here's another thought that it could be. 
this is going to be out there. It's going to be a slap on the wrist for Noah Shannon. He will be able to explain the position mm-hmm. when those questions are asked. Mm-hmm. Look, I was betting on hockey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I grew up. I grew up an Illinois big hockey mm-hmm. fan. I bet on the Blackhawks every game. Mm-hmm. There's something like that. Mm-hmm. I threw ten bucks on it. Now I know the problem with it. I understand this is a learning thing for that, and you put it out there. But again, I think it has to. In order for that to happen, that they thought it was going to be out there by this point. It was about a month ago. I came in here on a Friday, and I told you, I think it's happening today. I think we're going to get more information. Either th- it was late in the week, Thursday or Friday. That I heard. So toward the end of June. Yes, both from an Iowa State source and an Iowa source that they believe that coaches were going to find out everything from the DCI at that point, that they were going to have all the information. Well, we're nearly a month later. Right. And they still don't know. And probably at that time they thought, well, we will have this. If it's not happening then, it'll definitely be mm-hmm. happening soon. We have heard it's going to be out soon for a while. That has dried up, though. Yeah. For most of the end of May into June, and early July, it was getting, now, last couple of weeks, I have heard none of that. Not a peep. We thought this thing would be wrapped by now. I did. Maybe they're waiting till we get back into Las Vegas. Started when we were in Vegas. <laughs> Maybe three weeks from today, we'll, we'll, we'll get some clarity. I just, I, I didn't understand the decision to take him in the first place, mm-hmm. especially if, if Ferentz knew that right. he was one of the guys on it. Um, we'll see, but, uh, but he's not going to be there. It's kind of like going to Pac-12 media days. Mm-hmm. You know, they got all these great quarterbacks. What's the big topic? Dion. Well, and he's not going either. Right. But the big topic is, well, where's your TV contract? Well, and they came out before and said it's not going to come out. Right. And that was a smart thing to do. I guess, yeah. Because that was going to be the question. That uh-huh. was going to be all the questions at Pac-12 Media Days is, what about the TV? What mm-hmm. about the TV? And that's all what happened for Klavkov. Now, we're not getting it. We told you. It's not going to happen now. But you told us it was going to happen then. It's going to well, happen. Well, did they tell us that, though? A school president's. Right. Right. He's never said that. I don't I believe remember. I don't believe he has said that recently. Right. In, in in the uh, in the months leading up to where we're at today, it was you know very Washington State, Arizona, Arizona State. I believe school presidents have all said this. Um, obviously, a big talker is going to be UCLA and USC. This is the last mm-hmm. time. By the way, where are Big Ten Media Days next year? Hopefully, not back in Indianapolis. Well, I agree with you, but would they throw LA a bone? Could see that happening. Maybe. Year one, well, we see next year. Next SEC year they're going to Dallas. Well, they're, they're going, going to, to they're going to Dallas. Yeah, might we see Big Ten Media Days in L.A. next year? Wouldn't be a bad thought. I'd be, I mean, wouldn't be a bad destination, right? right. Um, a little more expensive than hopping in the car well, for all say, the beat writers. Yeah, that's true. Driving but, to Chicago or Indianapolis, sure. where for most everybody it is a car ride. Mm-hmm. Longer for others than it is, but that's one that you can get to pretty easily. L.A. Yeah. Talking about a little bit more expensive trip. Yeah, we're planning on doing that this winter, and I've already started to look at it. Uh huh. It's a long drive. Yeah, it is. And if you don't want to go through the mountains, and I don't because you can't chance it. So you go south? South. You go south across Texas and Arizona? Into and, Phoenix yeah. and, um, and then up that way because we're going to snowbird for a few weeks. Aha. Uh-huh. So 24, 26 hours, something like that? Well, hey, I got Cindy. Yeah. <laughs> and she, Oh, <laughs> and um, B, I got jet. I've made that sound before, right? It's like when's the next rest stop? Uh-huh. We just stopped at one. Can you not hold it? Nope. Apparently not. No. Um, so four days. I mean, four days 
comfortably. Mm-hmm. Three days if we uh, if everything breaks our way, then we'll, we'll see. Anyways, really pushing it. No, and it's a long drive. Yeah. It's a long way down and across, and I don't know. Anyways, enough about that. So baseball from last night. Let's get back to it. The Cubs are on a bit of a roll. So are the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Um, if if I don't think either one of them are going to prevail in this division, right. I don't. Cardinals are, have found their game finally as we approach the trade deadline. I don't think that they can be talked out of anything that they had planned uh, during the All-Star break that they cooked up in a boardroom as to how they're going to go about um, selling. I think they still should do that. But boy, oh boy, the way they're ple- playing right now. Look, it's yeah, I guess it's Miami, but it's not the old Miami Marlins. No, absolutely This not. is a different Miami Marlins mm-hmm. team. This, this you can puff your chest out a little bit when you sweep this team as they did. Cubs are playing well. Um, cards are playing well. Big series. I guess almost like one of these two has to sweep. Elimination series. It's, it feels like it, right? Especially, I mean, you can't go 2-2. Right. Somebody has to at least win three in this thing. And if somebody does win three, then you get that little glimmer I of hope. Yes. Because Cincinnati, I think, is coming back to the pack. Because by that point, it's Monday, May 24th. Mm-hmm. Or July, May. Yeah. July 24th. And... You got a week then. Yeah. You got to figure it out. And the Cubs are off Monday, and then they play two in the White Sox before they go back to St. Louis. To St. Louis for another four gamer. You win six out of eight, whoever does. Win another, split yeah. the other one, say, so let's see, six and eight, you're talking seven and ten. So add a seven and ten to either one of their teams. Their, that would put the seven and, seven and three, excuse me. Your math's not our strong suit. <laughs> the Cubs would be. Still a game under five hundred. They'd be fifty-two and fifty-three. At that point, probably five games back of the mm-hmm. Brewers and the Cardinals. They do that seven and three. That put them at fifty and fifty-five. Even with that, yeah, the Cardinals are up against it. Cubs have a chance. Cubs have to win six of eight in this series and probably sweep the White Sox and probably sweep the White Sox, which isn't going to be easy. Although you know, I've heard that uh, I read. Last night or this morning, I don't necessarily buy it because I'm not. If you were the White Sox, are you making Cease available? Are you making Robert available? Those are the two Texas Rangers targets. I mean, do you blow it up that much? Well, Dylan Cease is your ace. Yeah. Luis Robert is your, I don't know what you want to call him, your most valuable position player. But what are you going to get in return? You're going to break the bank. Right. Because you trade away, you are going to a raid rental. the Rangers' system. Lance Lynn, you get a bag. Yeah, of balls. right, right. Even Clevenger, same mm-hmm, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. If you're really going to replenish the farm system, look, Jill Ito's a free agent too, right? And he's yeah. rumored to be gone. And he's a guy you'll get maybe a couple of decent prospects. You mm-hmm. know, a top eight type prospect in an organization, another top twelve, something like that. But you're not going to get a top level prospect. You wouldn't think either for him because he's an impending free agent. But with the arbitration years available for both those guys, right? that's the big one. The White Sox, the window's closed. I think it has, Trent. You have to gut that they team. They had the chance. Yep. And they won just a couple of years ago, uh-huh. what, 95 games? Uh-huh. And it's closed. It didn't. Nope. It just didn't take. And you can blame La Russa, You can blame I the I think you office. can look in the clubhouse, and that's what Cappy will tell you, uh, that there's problems in that clubhouse. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that entails. I think you've got to keep Andrew Vaughn. I do. Yeah, I, I know that. I like Vaughn. I do too. Fan base doesn't love him, uh, but you've seen glimpses of him. I'm shocked that Robert's name is even being floated out there. I could see Dylan Cease. Um, I mean, that's that's going to bring you back a nice haul in return. 
How old's Ben Attendee? Well, it's the contract that comes. He's got to be late 20s. That's what I was thinking, something like that. Late 20s, started in Boston. Mm-hmm. Boy, it's been a disappointment for him. Yeah, and it was the biggest contract that organization has ever given out for him. One home run. That's one, all he's got. One home wow. run. Jeez. That's crazy. That, that's, uh, just looking at his numbers, mm-hmm. absolutely crazy. Does it say his age? Uh, 28. But it's a contract. Nobody wants that contract. No. Couldn't not, take it. Not for a guy that's putting nope. on those kind of offensive numbers. Nope. He's not one that's going to be helpful there. But if you're going to do it, don't you go all in? I think you do, Trent. That's why I'm saying I think you do. I think you go all in. Look, I th- honestly, and, and don't put them together in a package. The Rangers sell them separately. Well, yeah, because you're yeah. going to get a haul. You're gonna you're for gonna raid the Rangers them. farm system. Yeah, but you're how gonna about, gut it if you? How about we raid the Rangers farm system and we raid Team X's farm system too, mm-hmm. and we trade them off both separately? Mm-hmm. I think that would return a better haul mm-hmm. than putting them together a package and getting you know three of the top five prospects from the Rangers. I'll probably get two of the top five for each of them in a couple of different organizations. That'd be the route that I'd certainly take. Uh, let's go back to your team in our final couple of minutes here before we give another chance to win $1,000. There was a winner in the building, didn't I see that? Uh, yeah, I did. I saw that too. Uh, so uh, it was uh, WHO, I believe. Jeff, Jeff Angelo? It. Yeah. Had it. Um, do you feel like the Twins are starting to take a hold of the Central Division? I do. I do. I do too. They're just better. I mean, the division's so bad. They're just better than Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Cleveland does it with pitching. The, the kid that pitched the other night. Uh, have you seen this guy pitch? The Curry kid. He's, no, I don't recall him. He's not real big. He he's not as skinny as like uh, McKenzie. McKenzie, yeah. But he's hurt, right? Yes. Yeah. Xavion Curry is his name, but he whips that ball up there. He's got, and they just keep finding these guys from. It's year after year. Another one of these guys come up, and it doesn't matter if it's a bullpen arm, what they have at the back end with Class A, or what they have here in the starters from Bieber, and going back even before that, the way that they develop pitching talent, you could argue is as good as anybody in Mm -hmm. baseball. And what they do on a basis, and these guys that just come up, all different sizes, all different fashions, and this is the latest one here with Curry. He has been absolutely outstanding, and he put together another good performance. He needs to build and we'll see if he's going to just be an opener and turn into a bullpen arm and somebody helps him there. But it's unbelievable what they're able to do. But talent top to bottom, 1 through 26, it's not close. Mm-hmm. The Twins are a lot better. Yeah, I agree with you. Than this Guardians team. Just don't have what you had, the meltdown last year. But we are in the same spot about this time last year. And then August and into Wheels September came off. is absolutely awful for the team. Just get me through August, please. You know, get... Don't have another one of those where all of a sudden, oh, you went to 14 over 16, including getting swept by the Guardians a that couple of times. Brutal. That was a big, big yeah, problem a year would, ago. That was the no, I'm, I'm optimistic, but... You should be. What does it get you? Well, it gets you in the playoffs. It gets you home, you, you host. Mm-hmm. And then get swept again? Well, maybe. Or maybe win a playoff But game. your pitching's been pretty damn good. It has. Now, can you win a 4-2 game, please? Oh, by the way, did Buxton, was he in the lineup last night? I don't believe so. I don't think he was either. No. It was Julianne. Mm-hmm. Who needs to be in the lineup? Boy, he hit that, uh, got all of it to center yes, field, he did. did he not? Unbelievable. And then Kepler, uh, Kepler finished it up with an, another one as they raced out to an early lead and held on for the win. They're, they're getting me sucked back in. You should. It's they're, a dangerous spot to be as a Minnesota sports fan. Yeah. Speaking of being a Minnesota sports fan, we're going to head north and talk to our friend, our friend Dane Muzzatani. Uh, I believe the Vikings camp starts the 25th of July. That's when the majority 
uh, get underway, which is, what, five days from right now. So uh, they're starting to trickle open. There'll be more opening up this weekend, but the majority on the 25th of uh, July. Uh, let's get Mitch in here before we get to a break. Wants to take a little talk, a little baseball. Uh, Mitch, welcome to the program. How are you? I'm good. Great show as always, guys. Hey, just wanted to jump in on the Cubs conversation okay. quickly. So the Reds and the Brewers, obviously the Reds are coming back to the pack a little bit. Mm-hmm. They play each other, I think, starting is it next week, early next week. But their schedule is brutal. If the Cubs can kind of get hot, I don't see they're out. I don't see that they're out of it and trade everybody off. And I mean, as a Cubs fan, I don't want to be a Cubs fan anymore. If that's the case, (laughs) yeah, there was speculation that last night was Kyle Hendricks' last start at Wrigley Field. Why? I agree with you. I totally agree with you. I think keep him. What message? What message are you sending? As as David Kaplan says on your guys' show all the time, and. You, where are you going to find Kyle Hendricks' production for sixteen million dollars? Exactly. Yeah, you're not exactly. You're and he wants to be there, and he's on way. I agree. You're paying Tyone way more than that to lose every game that he starts. Well, he had a good point. start two games ago. Remember? <laughs> well, one at one out of one out of whatever. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, it's just frustrating. I just wanted your guys' thought on that, too. Yeah, Mitch, thank you. Appreciate it. Look, I hope they keep their guys. I do. I, mm-hmm. I'd love them to find a way to uh, to re-sign Cody Bellinger. Yes. This guy's bat is absolutely red hot. He looks like Cody Bellinger that broke into the league. He's starting to look like that player again. I know Pete Crow Armstrong's coming. They play the same position. Mm-hmm. Bellinger can play first base. Yep, absolutely. And, and play very well, mm-hmm. I think. I mean, Young, who they've got there and now, he can be Mervis a is down here. Yeah, I mean, you got options. You do, and Bellinger's the best of those options. Put him at first base when Crow Armstrong is ready. I don't, I want to see Kyle Hendricks as a, as a Cub. You're set at shortstop. Absolutely. You're set at second base. Nico Horner, granny last night. You're feeling really good about that. You mm-hmm. you have these guys now, Suzuki and right field. Yep. Who... Hap's not going anywhere in nope. left. Nope. So you're, you've got a good core. Mm-hmm. You're building on that. Justin Steele, he's going to be a part of the rotation yep. going forward. We'll see outside of that what it's going to be. I hope Stroman is. I'm kind of leery. I mean, this next couple of weeks, obviously, for them, it is huge as to what decision they're going to make, buy, sell. But I hope they're... I hope they're not selling. I really don't, because there's going to be some... Um, Jan Gomes. There's a, there's a tradable player. 11 games remain before the trade deadline. Before we get to August 1st, which is the trade deadline this year, they'll have 11 games. Mm-hmm. I think a minimum you have to be 8-3. and three. Eight and three. What does that get you to? That gets you to five hundred. You're at five hundred at that uh, point in that division. In that where it's division, it's going to take eighty six, maybe eighty five. Brewers are playing well. Damn it! I know. Trim it within five, then you can have the conversation. Mm-hmm. But even if they Brewers spin are their ten games five above five hundred. Yeah, now. if you go six and five, even you can't. Six and five puts them at fifty one and fifty five. You're probably still right in the same range, about seven and a half games back. Mm. A wild card bid is highly unlikely mm-hmm. with that kind of record at that point. I think you have to do it. But it's also got to make sense, too. You're not just going to trade them to trade them. I mean, it has to be something that you believe is going to really help. And maybe not those single-A guys that are still four years away, but we need to find some double-A guys that are really close to popping. A triple-A guy that's 24-25, but we mm-hmm. think he can, mm-hmm. at minimum, help. He can be a fourth outfielder. He can be Velasquez a bench down bat. here. Yes, a, a bench, a, a backup catcher. Whatever it turns out to be, those veteran minor leaguers, if you will, mm-hmm. a guy like that that's going to help, not in 2028. You're looking at 
24-25-26. That is, I think the window's opening at minimum. We've seen that this year. The window it's starting to open for the Cubs as it's closed on the White Sox. Uh, last six games of the season for the Cubbies. Uh, three at Atlanta, three at Milwaukee. Tough Ooh. last week of the season. 11.30, time for another $1,000 home run. <laughs> Head to KXNO.com right now. You can enter this nationwide contest. Insert the keyword green, green at KXNO.com, your chance to win $1,000 green at KXNO.com. Another opportunity coming up in less than an hour and then throughout the afternoon with Murph and Andy in the drive with Heather and Sean. Miller and Condon underway on Thursday to the Twin Cities. We go next. Dane Muzzatani covers the Vikings and the Twins. He'll join us for the, for the St. Paul Pioneer Press, by the way. He'll join us on Des Moines Sports Station 106.9. Your side. Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. 25 minutes before noon. Pete Futek College Football News kicks off hour number two. Right now, Dane Mazzatani off to the Twin Cities. We will go. I uh, writes for the St. Paul Pioneer Press where he covers the Vikings, covers uh, the Twins, but his primary beat back to being the Vikings. Of course, was on the wild beat for the longest time, and Dane joins us. As always, Dane, uh, thanks for coming on, Dane Mazzatani. Your summer is almost over. Back to work for you pretty soon. You ready? Yeah, uh, I'm ready. I'm ready. I was just uh, telling Trent before we got on. I was able to sneak home back to Hawaii for about a week and a half. Nice. So can't complain. Uh, it's it's time to get back to work. And uh, you know the the relaxation was good. But uh, yeah, it's football season. It's right around the corner. I think we're all excited. Yeah. Yes, we are. And to that end, um, I watched. Uh, I'm halfway through the series uh, quarterback on Netflix. If you've had a chance to watch it, I'm anxious to get, or at least, or some of it, I'm anxious to get your thoughts on it. And I'm sure you've seen social media, unless you just didn't completely check out for the time you were back there. Um, Kirk Cousins, I think, has changed a lot of people's opinion. Maybe not every Vikings fan, but I don't think they see their quarterback maybe the same way they did prior to be taken uh, behind the curtain. Have you noticed that? Uh, 100% agree. Uh, funny you mentioned that, because I actually kind of went out of my way to binge it the other day. Nice. I guess not even out of my way, just like I would have done it anyway, but I'm, I'm planning a Sunday column just kind of uh-huh. on how Kirk Cousins comes across in this thing. And uh, you hit the nail on the head. Uh, I think a lot of people, look, Kirk's polarizing, right? Everyone, there, there are people that love him. There are people that hate him. I think the people that hate Kirk Cousins, if they watch this, this show, and I know you're only halfway, so I don't want to spoil anything. Um, and I certainly don't want to spoil anything to the listeners uh, of the show because everyone should go out and watch mm-hmm. uh, quarterback on Netflix. But if you hate Kirk Cousins, if you if you're not a fan of this guy, just go watch the show because it shows one how tough he is. He, he might be one of the toughest you yeah. know quarterbacks in the league just by watching you know the, the punishment he took last year and the way he was able to kind of withstand and kind of fight through it. He's tough as nails. His attention to detail is is unlike anything you know I've really seen. I think quarterbacks across the league probably have a similar attention to detail, but we don't really get to see behind that curtain. Um, so watching Kirk kind of watch, uh, learn, and you know really really start to hone in on on learning Kevin O'Connell's offense, I thought that was really special. And then just to kind of see the kind of likable person he is behind the scenes, I think. Uh, another reason people grow frustrated with Kirk Cousins is he can be a little bit robotic. He can be a little bit cliche. 
uh, when you get to kind of see the person he is, you know, the husband he is, the father he is, uh, you know, I, I've been a cur- cousin's critic for a long, mm-hmm. long time. It's hard for me not to walk away from the show as a fan of his. Mm-hmm. He's a guy that last year also seemed to come out of his shell a little bit more. We saw him wearing the chains on, on the, the plane home. Yeah. And, and being, Was that Washington? Uh, he did it twice, did I, I believe. And, you know, just a little goofiness for him. Did that really help? Winning always helps, and I'm sure that was a part of it too. But did that help get him to be the leader and get the guys to really buy into him? Is it something that can also carry over here to 2023? I think so, and I think – Last year, you kind of saw him, and, and this comes across in the show, but even before seeing the show, you kind of saw him lean into his dorkiness, if you will, yeah. right? Like, kind of, this is who I am. I'm not going to try and be someone I'm not. Uh, I think Kevin O'Connell played a really big role in that. Mm-hmm. I think he basically said, hey, this lean into you, who you are. This is your team. You're the guy. I'm not sure Kirk always had that license or felt like he had that sort of license with Mike Zimmer at the helm. Um, you know, their their rocky relationship was obviously well documented. Yeah. So I think seeing Kirk Cousins come out of his shell last year, certainly a byproduct of Kevin O'Connell, but you're right, Trent. Um, I think it won over a lot of his teammates. Um, I think it, it's easy to rally around a guy who is so genuine. Um, and, and I don't think you always saw that genuineness in the first three or four seasons with Kirk Cousins under center. I think it really started to come out last year. And and I think if it can continue to come out this year, you know, the sky could be the limit with, with this team, obviously winning helps. And they went 11 and 0 in one score games during the regular season. Uh, that helps. That helps everyone feel a lot better about everything. Um, but I think Kirk Cousins built a lot of cachet within the Vikings locker room last year. And I think if he can continue to kind of lean into who he is and be comfortable with that, um, you know, the results could speak for themselves this year again. Uh, Justin Jefferson, where are they at contract-wise with him? I'm, I'm guessing uh, he'll be at camp, correct, when, when they start? And is there a contract? I mean, it's got to be getting close, one would assume. Yeah, I think it's getting close. Uh, Discussions ongoing, I guess, would be the the best way to describe it right now. And I know that's not necessarily groundbreaking news, but they, they are still in conversations with Justin Jefferson's camp. I think when when Justin Jefferson talked to reporters at OTAs, or when he showed up, he didn't he didn't participate in OTAs. But when he showed up at mandatory mini camp and was asked, are you, with or without a contract, are you going to be at training camp? And he basically kind of scoffed at the question and said, "Of course, why wouldn't I be?" I think that took a lot of pressure off the Vikings front office. Um, I don't think it, it's something that you want to let hang over, you know, everyone's head heading into the season. I do think it'll get done at some point, if not at the beginning of training camp, at some point before the start of the regular season. I don't expect this to linger, you know, into the year. Uh, but I think when Justin Jefferson comes out, everyone knows how affable this kid is. Um, receivers can be divas, and I don't see a lot of diva in, in Justin Jefferson. I think when he comes out and says, yeah, I'm going to be at training camp, why wouldn't I? Um, that gives you a little bit more time to say, okay, um, let's get this thing right. Let's make sure we take care of our guy. Um, but there's no rush. Um, so I think they're still trying to work some things out, obviously. Daniel Hunter is actively holding out. Um, I think you know that, that may be another shoe that has to drop here. Um, but I, I think Justin Jefferson is going to get done at some point. He's going to be Paid very handsomely, mm-hmm. probably be the richest non-quarterback to ever exist in the NFL, at least until the next guy. So, 
uh, it's going to get done. Conversations aren't going. All right, Dane, let's uh, jump over to this. The Lions are the betting favorite in the division, as they have been since division odds came out way back in the spring. Vikings won a lot of close games last year, won the division, and the Lions got hot at the end of the year. That was also a team that started, what, 1-7 last year before they made their run at the end of the season. Should the Vikings still be the favorite in this division, or are you buying into this Lions squad? Uh, I think I'm buying into the Lions. I, I still need to see it. So I'm not fully bought in, um, but I have no problem with that being the favorite. Super hot down the stretch last year. Obviously, a rocky start, but you know Dan Campbell at the helm, Ben Johnson as the offensive coordinator, who could have been a head coaching candidate this year, um, but decided to kind of re up with the Lions and continue to be their offensive coordinator. They've got something special there. Jared Goff is starting to look more like the quarterback he was early in his Rams tenure and not late in his Rams tenure, and everyone remembers. Uh, under the tutelage of, of Sean McVay, took the Rams to a Super Bowl. So Jared Goff has kind of resurrected his career in Detroit. Um, they've got a lot of talent there. Uh, just took Jameer Gibbs in the first round out of Alabama. I think he'll add another weapon, another layer to this offense. Um, and the defense got better. Um, the defense was just as bad as the Vikings defense last year, and I, I would argue that the Lions had a better offseason, at least on the defensive side of the ball, than the Vikings did. So... I have no problem with them being the betting favorite. Um, but I think until further notice, the Vikings are still kings of the North. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think it's something we just hand the, the, the Detroit Lions, the NFC North, and say, oh, the Lions are going to win the North. They're rightfully so, I think, the betting favorites because of how things have trended over the past six months, going back to their, their hot start in the offseason that they've had. Um, but the Vikings aren't just disappearing. Um, they still have a lot of talent themselves. So I expect it to be kind of a you know a tooth and nail fight between those two teams, um, the Packers, the Bears. Uh, I think they're, they're handily three and four. So uh, I think it'll be a two-team race. Um, I think the, the Lions probably have the edge, um, but the Vikings certainly right in the thick of things. Uh, this isn't a question, it's an observation, but just when you mentioned Jefferson and his personality, etc., Twin Cities is really lucky to have three such young superstars, all of them very charismatic. Anthony Edwards, Jefferson, and, yeah. and Kaprizov, who seemingly comes across as that kind of fun-loving guy. Three guys all amongst the best at their positions in their respective sport. That's quite a trifecta up there. Yeah, it's awesome. What, what, what the Twin Cities has... Um... You just hope at some point it can it can equate to a championship. <laughs> really, they have a heck of a lot of talent here, and, and you're right, all three guys just super likable. Um, so yeah, the Twin Cities have some special athletes, some special talent there. Um, like I said, you just hope that at some point it can kind of get to you know result in something that's a little bit more than just talent. Uh, what did the Vikings want to see from T.J. Hawkinson in his first full year with the Vikings? I think just more of the same. I think it's it's really incredible to go back and look at what TJ Hawkinson was able to do without any training camp, without a ramp up period. Jumped right in that first week, and I think he led the team in receiving yards um, with about four days to learn the whole offense, or at least you know the, the different parts of the offense that they used in that first game when he was traded from the Lions. Uh, he's going to be. I know they took Jordan Addison in the, in the first round. I know K.J. Osborne has started to come into his own. But T.J. Hawkins is going to be basically 
the number two receiver on this team. He just plays tight end. He'll be the, the, the number two pass catcher behind Justin Jefferson. He'll be a weapon that Kevin O'Connell uses, and he'll be a security blanket for, for Kirk Cousins. Um, we all know Kirk Cousins likes to check down. He likes to throw underneath. Um, he's gotten better at taking shots downfield, but one of the big things that come across in the Netflix special is Kirk Cousins just saying, like, you don't want to let the other team beat you. Um, you don't want to beat yourself. And then a lot of that comes with checking down, taking what the defense gives you. It helps when you have a six, five, two hundred and forty pound tight end in TJ Hawkinson mm-hmm. who can run with the wind. So you know I, he's going to at some point get extended. He's kind of probably I would say third in line between behind Jefferson, Hunter, and then Hawkinson. Uh, but he he's someone that they went out and got last season. They went out and traded for because they believed he had the skill set to help unlock different areas of their offense. And I think you're going to just see more of that this year. He's going to, he's comfortable. He really fits the vibe here, obviously, being from the Midwest. Um, he seemed to kind of lean into the community. And I think with a full training camp under his belt, uh, he could be someone that really kind of takes off this year and hits, hits a level maybe we even haven't seen yet in his career. Dan, let's go about a mile northwest of U.S. Bank Stadium up to Target Field. The Twins, is this offense starting to finally figure it out or – was a nice series against the A's, and, and we'll see. Where are you just a weekend after the All-Star break of a team that's thrown it very well but just hasn't hit it? I thought the A's series was like, okay, well, you better sweep the A's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but then when they go out and do what they're, they've been doing against the Seattle Mariners, who have an ERA, I think was fifth best in the league heading into this this series um, you know, out on the West Coast, and they continue to hit, you know, look out. I, you know, I think it's it's okay to kind of watch this team and see them hitting and, and believe it. Um, it. You know, at least it's more fun to do that. They haven't hit all year, so they're hitting now. You might as well just hope it's for real. Um, I, I need to see more of it. I need to see more consistency before I, I'm, I'm willing to say, yeah, the Twins can hit. Um, but it, it's certainly a good sign. Um, I, I think giving Buxton, you know, the last two days off has mm-hmm. been good. Honestly, I'd be fine if they put him on the 10-day IL um, as more of a mental reset than anything. I think he's like one for 32, and you know, in his last, you know, however many at bats. Uh, but when you look at the reduction they're getting from other guys, you know, Correa's obviously coming into his own now that they they put him in the leadoff spot. You see Eddie Julian, um, this rookie who's kind of come out of nowhere and and and, and almost played himself. You know, Jorge Polanco is coming back, and you can't take Eddie Julian out of the lineup. Yeah, He's been so right. good. Alex Kirilov, you know, I think it's three homers in the last four games. So they they have the talent there. They have the hitting talent. Um, Trent, you obviously mentioned the pitching. Um, they've built one of the best pitching staffs in baseball, even if it might not be loaded with these ace names that you, that you would think about. So if they can kind of continue to get this offense rolling, uh, the division has always kind of felt like theirs to win, kind yeah. of just by default. So if, if if the if the offense if the bats can keep coming, you know I, I think this team could be something you know at, at some point could run away with the division. Dan Mizzitani, St. Paul Pioneer Press. Vikings camp when twenty fifth next week, right? Twenty sixth. Twenty sixth. Yeah. Okay. First day back is technically the twenty ninth, um, but you, you got rookies rolling in here in the, in the next couple of days. So and it's on. <laughs> yep. Indeed. Dane, thank you as always for doing this. Really appreciate uh, you find time for us here in Des Moines. Thank you, Dane Mozatani. 
No problem. Anytime, guys. Thank you. Dane Muzzatani, St. Paul Pioneer Press, as we check in on the Vikings uh, and the Minnesota Twins. I'm, I agree. I think the Vikings, until proven otherwise, have to be the choice to win the North. Tepidly. Tepidly. You like that Lions team. I do like them. Um, what about the suspensions? Is that anything that's weird, oddly uh, kind of lingers? Yeah, yeah maybe. Hit, impacted the depth mm-hmm. at minimum. Mm-hmm. A couple of decent players there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't love Goff. He's fine. He's fine. He was. You know what? He was actually maybe a tad better than fine last year. Yeah, might have been one of his better seasons. Um, yeah, they got some pieces, though, man. Yes, they do. And They're big, talented. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of their head coach and, and Campbell. We'll see. We'll see where this thing goes. But um, I, I think I would make the Vikings the favorite. Are they the betting favorite or the Lions still? It's still the Lions. Still the Lions. Yeah, it, it's – and there's a pretty decent-sized gap there, too. I mean, we saw anything analytically last year. The Vikings were not going to maintain, no. but they were winning all those close games. It just, and if you watch the quarterback, you, I mean, the, the, I have no idea how they won the cup. The, the roster has no idea how they were able to pull it out. <laughs> right. Here are the betting odds right now from Circa to win the division. The Lions, the betting favorite, at plus 140. No chance I'm going to do that. No way. The no is minus 170. Okay. Remember at Circa, you can yep, bet, bet yes, yes or no. no. Yep. The Vikings are the second choice at plus 295. That's a big price. I would have thought it would be a little tighter than that. As did I. That one surprised Uh me. The third betting choice. It's got to be the Packers, but I think it's the Bears. It is now the Packers. For the longest time it had been. Uh Uh-huh. That buzz that we started to jump on a little bit with the Packers. What about a month ago? I think Mm -hmm. we both said... What and if he can when play? They were like five to one, right? I, I had to fire up five yeah. to one for them to win this division. Yeah. What are they now in the threes? Three eighty five. Okay, and then the Bears just a little bit better than four to one plus four oh two. Bears defense is going to be bad. Yeah, Bears are going to bring up the. the they're going to be fun to watch. Yeah, and they're going to have some entertaining games. But the, it, it's coming. The time is coming. Oh, I hope you're. No, right. I think it is trend. It's it's this. The, get through this year. Get through this year and show. Take another step. Yeah, well, especially Fields. Yeah. That, that's the step you're referring to. Absolutely. Let him take another step forward and then be ready, because you're going to have a bunch of high draft picks. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, boy, oh, boy. Miller and Condon, we'll come back, finish the hour, talk college football to start hour number two, save some time into 1230 hour, get back to baseball. I've got one to post to TC before his plays of the day. Uh, it's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.net. Condon, welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KX. And oh, final couple of minutes, hour number one. You know, let's finish on football, uh, NFL variety. Okay. Help me out with your with your theory on the Seahawks. I'm still trying to find that third team in the NFC. Right. Um, I, I don't think the Vikings and the Lions, either one of those teams, should they get up? I, I think it's such such a big gap to the two teams at the top, and in particular the Eagles, who I think are the best team in the NFC. What is it about the uh, about the Seahawks that enamors you to them? Nine and eight last year, correct? Yes, snuck in the playoffs, gave the 49ers a heck of a game. They in that one. they really did. Halftime that was a close football game. Mm-hmm. Yep, they they pushed them very hard. So 
you start with a young defense that got a lot better as the year went on. In fact, early in the season, they were kind of bad. Mm -hmm. But they improved a ton on that front, and that's a part that I think is incredibly important about what they Bobby Wagner's back there this year. Then you go to the weapons. Gino, he's better than fine. He was last year. He's better than Goff. Who would you rather have, Gino or Goff for this year? Oh, boy. Maybe Goff by an inch. Goff by an inch, okay. That is... I think we're on the different sides of that one. Okay. But it's close. Yeah, it is. I agree. They're both fine. Meh. <laughs> it's the defense that, with the young guys out there... I'd rather either of those two than Russell Wilson, but that's another <laughs> story. Would? Yeah, God, no, he's he awful. Wouldn't. Come on. You know, when you're talking about him, is he, so many people wanted him in quarterback next year. Yeah. You have to be in the league to be oh, in this show. Knock it off. You're paying him for the next half decade. Broncos are. <laughs> that's your squad. Jamal Adams back behind uh-huh. that defense. Dramonte, Dramont Jones comes over from Denver, and he was a terrific player for the Broncos. They're going to miss him. Noah Fant put together finally, maybe. Mm-hmm. But the receivers, Metcalf yep. and Lockett. No, that's the strength, Trent. I agree. That's the strength. If they can block just a little bit, just a little bit, they got to be better up front. If that offensive line improves this year, them, but the gap is so big. <laughs> it really is. It's a two-team race. I, yeah. I, I, I won. Who's that third team? There has to be one. Packers. Jordan Love play. Would no. you take him over the other three guys we mentioned? No. Hour Sight two. Unseen? No. Hour two next. One hundred six point three KXNO.